Hey everybody, thanks for joining us again on The Baptist Bias. This is our episode two, and we're doing our show on Ray Comfort Exposed, but we'll kick off our show as we always do with our Benelog. Ray Comfort may cloak himself with a feigned semblance of righteousness, but it's an act. He may view himself as a champion of the faith, combating atheism through the intellect of a banana or a uh, crocodile-duck hybrid, crocoduck. But this sparring that he does with atheists never actually leads to them getting saved. He may call himself an evangelist, but whatever he evangelizes isn't the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, comfort isn't just a false prophet charlatan who sounds like a used car salesman from hell. The reality is, he's a spiritual predator. His victims are those who he deceives into believing a false gospel, a gospel that can't save, a hardcore works salvation. In fact, his accent is more authentic than the salvation plan that he preaches, and we all know that his accent is probably fake. This is a guy who proudly proclaims that Judas Iscariot is his favorite disciple. This is a guy who teaches people that they have to repent of all their sins to be saved, that they have to stop sinning. This is a guy who says that believing is not enough to attain salvation. This is a guy who desperately tries to convince people that they have to repent in order for them to go to heaven. He walks up to them in the street and asks them when they're going to do it. And of course, they never give him a straight answer. This is the gospel of Ray Comfort. Stop sinning to be saved. Are you going to repent? He asks the unfortunate people who uh, run into him when he's filming, and most of them respond with a flippant, I don't know. I guess the Apostle Paul didn't get the memo with regard to Ray Comfort's gospel. You know, he said through the power, the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Jesus Christ apparently didn't get the memo either. He said, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Ultimately, Ray Comfort doesn't believe the Apostle Paul. He doesn't believe the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't believe the Bible. For him, the death, burial, and resurrection is insufficient to attain salvation. It doesn't save anyone. You have to add your own works into the mix. And for that reason, he's not going to be very comfortable as he burns in hell for all of eternity. Along with all the atheists, he failed to convert. Thanks for uh, joining us in The Baptist Biased, and uh, we're doing our show this evening on Ray Comfort Exposed. I'm your host, Pastor Shelley, and we have Brother Ben the Baptist here with us. Why don't you say hello? It's great to be here for this second episode of The Baptist Bias, talking about Ray Comfort, and I think this is a very important show, not just because of the fact that we're going to be exposing his false teachings, but also... Uh, helping people understand what the Bible actually says about a crucial topic. And I'm very excited about this. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in in the chat room. It's going to be lots of fun. Episode two of our podcast tonight. Looking forward to it. Well, I, you know, some people might ask, why would you do a whole show dedicated to a particular uh, person? But Ray Comfort is really just littered YouTube with all kinds of fake evangelism videos. Uh, he's even put forth all kinds of debates and doctrine. He has his own little ministry that's actually crept into a lot of churches. And uh, it's a pretty famous person out there. A lot of people know who this is. And I think it's important that we kind of show, uh, for the record, what he's actually teaching in comparison to the Bible, because it's very clear that he does not believe the same gospel that fundamental Baptists, especially myself, uh, believe. He adds uh, a phrase to the Bible, repent of your sins, but this is actually not a phrase found in the King James Bible or virtually any English version, yet he makes such a big deal about it, and we're going to prove that tonight. We got a lot of clips 
teed up this evening, and uh, I'm going to kick it over to Ben. He's going to get us started here. What do you want to show first? Well, first of all, I wanted to make sure that people understood if maybe you've never heard of this guy, which I highly doubt that you haven't if you're listening, but real quickly, just you know, a couple of seconds here, the first line of this individual's Wikipedia. Ray Comfort is a New Zealand-born Christian minister and evangelist who lives in the United States. Comfort started Living Waters Publications, as well as the ministry The Way of the Master in Bellflower, California, and has written several books. He also made some documentaries, including a very lame one on the Sodomites called Audacity. And this is a guy, he debates atheists, uh, creation versus evolution, that type of thing. He's beloved by the apologetics crowd, and of course, like Pastor Shelley said, espouses a hardcore, not borderline, hardcore work salvation, and is obsessed with the phrase, repent of your sins, repent of your sins. When are you going to repent? We'll be playing some clips here in a, a couple of seconds. His channel has 981,000 subscribers. That's a lot. Yeah. Almost a million. Almost a million subs. So people ask, why are you making this podcast? What's the point of the live stream? That's why. Because a lot of people are being deceived by this guy. And so I say we start off, if you don't mind, by just diving into his false doctrine on repentance. And if you go to clip four, our trusty production team can you know, there are some for us. Go ahead churches that don't preach repentance they just preach belief and it's based on believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved um, but the trouble is if you've got a group of people that that uh, believe and don't repent and they say oh the doctrine is they repent sometime later they're not repent. saved until they repent you've got yeah. a mass of people sitting in your church who believed in Jesus not saved. but they don't have the things that accompany salvation yeah. they haven't turned repentance unto life the Bible repentance. speaks they're still in their sins if they yeah. haven't repented so obviously that clip is just, it's weird. Uh, he's trying to make this uh, straw man argument of how there's this differentiation between repentance and believe in, in regards to salvation. But the Bible's very clear when it comes to repentance that it's simply changing your mind and putting all of your trust in Jesus Christ. And Ray Comfort, while he does give lip service to the idea of believing in Jesus and, and trusting in the Lord, he also then adds the idea of repenting of your sins, which is actually not found anywhere in the Bible whatsoever. What do you think about that clip? Well, I mean, obviously it proves that he has a completely false view on what repentance is, and he's sitting there talking about how people are saved in churches, and yet they haven't repented yet. But that, what is, what's he saying? They haven't added works, and so therefore they're not saved. Now, how is that not work salvation right there? Well, and again, you know, some people might use the phrase repent of your sins, and they might have a different definition or a different idea of what that means. But we have a lot more clips here, and, and Ray Comfort's real clear on what he means by repenting of your sins. Um, I wanted to show a, another clip as well. And, you know, what's interesting is when he kind of explains repentance, if you want to go to uh, kind of there at the bottom, Brother uh, Tim, where it's got my three different little sections there. Uh, the 40, you can start at the 47 second clip, but we're going to tee up a clip here for you. What's interesting is when he does his little cute soul winning efforts, he always emphasizes repenting of your sins, but then he like basically just kind of sneaks in trust in Jesus. But then when you meet somebody that actually believes that it's just faith alone in Jesus, he's like telling them that it's not enough. And that they got to also do this extra step of like repenting your sins, turning from your sins. So I, I wanted to see if we can kind of uh, tee up. There's a YouTube video. I don't know if there if if we need to wait just a second to get that teed up, we can. But I even you know it's interesting going soul winning. I have a tract here, and I just found it on a door. So I was going soul winning, and I found this tract, and it says, "How can a man be right with God?" And I didn't know where it was even coming from. I just so I just kind of flipped it open and I started looking at it. And I'll just read a little bit of this. You can actually find it online. It's like trackplanet.com. Um, but if you you read this track, it says, What are you waiting for? Don't gamble with your eternal salvation. Your life is a vapor, and you have no way of knowing which second will be your last. 
Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord and he will have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So they're trying to quote Isaiah 55, not King James only. And they did bring up the gospel in this in this uh, tract here. But then it just all of a sudden starts t- turning into this, you know, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. So now does that mean that we have to turn away from our thoughts to be saved? I mean, you know, the Bible says the thought of foolishness is sin. And if we have to repent of our sins to be saved, are we suggesting that you have to literally have a clean thought for the rest of your life in order to go to heaven? I mean, what could be hard, more hardcore work salvation than that? There is no more hardcore work salvation than that. He's basically preaching sinless perfectionism without using the same, without using the terminology. He would deny it himself, of course, but I mean that's what he's teaching. Well, in the latter portion of this tract, it says God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but desires for you to turn from your sins and live. Ezekiel eighteen twenty three, and then it says you have a personal invitation from the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. How is it rest to say turn from all of your sins? Like stop sinning, forsake all of your wicked ways, turn from your sins. How is it good news? This isn't even King James material. And and what's interesting is you go look this stuff up, and then it's just coming from the same kind of people, the same kind of information. And I've I've found all kinds of Ray Comfort tracks. There's one that's called like Are You a Good Person? And that one's like specifically from Ray Comfort. And you just read this tract, and he'll give you the gospel, but then all of a sudden he'll just sneak in, I have to repent of your sins, turn from your sins, all this extra junk. I think we have that clip finally teed up. Uh, I want to go ahead and play a little bit of this, and I'll kind of tell you when you can you can pause it. But go ahead and, and, and tee up this clip and play it. Do his New Zealand gimmick accent, but, you know, you got to repent, repent, repent. You got to turn <laughs> from sin, turn from repent. sin. So when are you going to turn from your sins? So when are you going to repent of your sins? That's what he does on Soul Winning. Yeah. You got to repent all your sin so what you've got to do Justin is repent of your sins what you've got to do in response to that is repent that is turn from your sins is repent don't just say I'm sorry but turn from those sins you've got to repent that means turn from all sins is repent just don't say I'm sorry God but you turn from your sins right you, you forsake your sins you must repent not just ask Jesus into your heart, but turn from all sin. No more lying, stealing, blasphemy. No more lust. Turn from all sin and live in holiness. There are two things you have to do to be saved. You've got to repent and trust in Jesus alone. When are you going to do that? I... Wait, what? You find he the can weirdest pause it for freaks a that he can find. I mean, think about this. He's saying that there's no more lying stealing, blasphemy. So Ray Comfort stopped lying. Yeah. Ray Comfort it doesn't do anything wrong anymore. He's completely repentant of all his sins. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I wanted to have lots of evidence of this. And it's interesting, this clip is a clip that I actually helped uh, kind of craft together. I love the music. Um, on the thing. I just threw something on it. <laughs> but for, like, God Resource a long time ago, unfortunately that channel got nuked from YouTube. I don't even know why. They didn't give me a single reason and never got a strike. They just completely removed my entire channel. And I had a lot of clips of Ray Comfort on there. And so, you know, what kind of motivated me to have this podcast live stream is, you know, to put a lot of this material back out there, you know, help people realize um, that Ray Comfort's just, you know, a false prophet teaching this repent of your sins. And I mean, I just showed, we just showed like five or six people here that he's clearly saying you have to repent of your sins. And then when he defines it, no more lying, no more stealing, no more blasphemy. Um, let's keep playing that clip. Teacher who teaches that to be saved, you have to turn from your sins. It's not enough to believe in Christ. And he'll flat out say, oh, well, most people believe in Jesus. But, you know, do they have they repented of their sin, though? It's not enough to believe in Jesus, according to this guy. Tell me. You ask Jesus Christ to forgive you for all of your sins. Because what I have to do? Well, God has sent Jesus Christ here to forgive you for all of your sins. He has sacrificed himself. So you're living in holiness? I'm not perfect, honey. I'm just forgiven. So you're not living in holiness? Um, Amy, I'm concerned for you. I'm concerned for your salvation. I'm the furthest thing from perfect, honey. I'm just forgiven. I try to live as according to the Bible as I can. So you're living in holiness? 
I'm not perfect, Tenny. I'm just forgiving. I'm not asking if you're living, in, if you're perfect. I'm saying, are you living in holiness? Well, holiness would be 100%. Like, no, it says without holiness, no one shall see the Lord. So what are you going to do if you're not holy? How can you be holy? I can only ask for forgiveness from the Lord Jesus Christ, who was here to bear himself on the cross for all of our sin. Tell me why Jesus died on the cross. For our sins and to let everybody who believes in him go to heaven. Well, the devil believes in him. Hitler believed in him. A lot of people believe in Jesus, but they haven't repented and trusted in him. Marcus, but I have, tr- I do trust in him. You think you could be a false convert? A false convert. Ooh, Jesus spoke of that. No, I've definitely known Jesus Christ as my savior, and I'm going to heaven. That's what it says. But you got to repent and trust the savior. Sorry, that's what it says in the Bible. But I mean, can you imagine? I mean, talk about the word audacity. I mean, can you imagine someone literally expelling it out for you? Hey, I believe in Jesus. He died on the cross. He paid all my sins. I've forgiven. I'm trusted in him. Well, that's not enough. When are you going to live in holiness? And she's like, I'm not perfect. I, I'm not doing everything perfectly right. And he's like, I'm not saying that you're, you're perfect. I'm saying, where do you live in holiness? It's just like, the guy's just a complete idiot. He doesn't even understand the difference between holiness and perfection? Obviously not. I mean, he clearly... Here's the thing. I I think he's he's gaslighting this lady. I think he's obfuscating the truth on purpose to that lady. And how about that drunk who schooled him on salvation doctrine? I feel like you should probably rethink your career or whatever in evangelism when you're getting schooled by a drunk dude out on the beach. Well, I notice how he twists the word believe because he says, oh, well, the devil believes in Jesus. Here's the thing. Obviously, the devil acknowledges the existence of our savior, but the devil does not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, which is what John 3, 16, John 3, 15, Acts 16, 30 and 31 clearly say, obviously the devils comprehend the fact that God is real. And the word believe could be used in some context to acknowledge existence where it says in James two, the devils believe and tremble. But it's not simply saying that they trust in the Lord. It's saying that they acknowledge his existence, which then Ray, you know, says, oh, well, they didn't trust in him. And he's like, yeah, but I did trust in him. And so he's but that's still not enough because then he's like, oh, but you got to repent and you got to do this extra work and you got to do all these, uh, you know, holiness standards that no one has. I mean, think about how prideful Ray Comfort has to be to literally look at people who say, I've trusted in Jesus. I've been forgiven of my sins. And he's like, well, you're still not good enough to be saved. Talk about being judgmental. I mean, he's like a modern-day Pharisee. Yeah. No, absolutely. And again, this is the obfuscation I'm talking about, though, because you brought up him kind of twisting the definition of believe or making it out to be simply acquiescing to the fact that Jesus exists. When we don't teach that, nobody who's saved teaches that. We believe that you have to place all your faith and trust and rely and depend on Christ to get to heaven. That's what the Bible teaches. But of course, he's going to twist that and, and, and straw man the gospel by saying, oh, you're, are you just saying that you just believe? Well, Hitler believed. What about you know the devils? They believe. It's like, obviously, we're talking about a different, we're talking about trusting. We're talking about placing all your faith in Christ when we use that terminology. Well, and I, you know what I'd really like? I'd really like Ray Comfort to point me to the section of the Bible where the devil says, all you have to do to be saved is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, is trust him alone as Savior. That's what I've already done, and that's what I believe. Where does the Bible say that? Or or where did Hitler in history say, hey, I just want to let everybody know that I believe salvation is a complete free gift. You can't lose your salvation. It's all by trusting in Jesus Christ. He's the one that I've trusted for salvation. When did they ever say this? You know, it's, it's, oh, Hitler believed in Jesus. Show me that. Give me the evidence of that. You know, that never existed. These these stupid straw man arguments that don't even exist, that he has no evidence for, that he's just a complete liar. And yet, I mean, he's just a proven liar right now in this show. Yet so many Baptists and other Christians will will bring this guy in and there's material into their churches where the tracks literally say, you have to turn from all sin. You have to repent of all your sins. But here's a challenge I have for you. Go to godresource.com, type in the text, repent of your sins, you know, press uh, the exact search feature, and then see how many results come up. Because you know how many results are going to come up? Zero. 
Now, if you don't do the exact match, there is a there is a one verse that has all those words in it, but not in that not in that exact phrase. There is never that exact phrase found in the King James Bible. You can go to Bible Gateway. You can go to any Bible software, do an exact search for repent of your sins or sin or anything like that. You'll never find it one single time. Then why does Ray Comfort emphasize it so much? Because he's a false prophet. And here's what he'll do as well is he'll take scriptures that use the word repent alone and then claim that you have to repent of your... So he adds of your sins. The Bible says, repent ye and believe the gospel. It doesn't say repent of your sins and believe the gospel. God repented in the Bible numerous times. Jonah chapter 2, verse number 10, you know, where the Bible uh, talks about, it says, and God saw their works that they turned from their wicked ways. Not 210, I got the wrong verse there, but 310, sorry. You're right. And um, it says, and God saw their works that they repented from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and... He did it not. So we have God repenting there in Scripture. Obviously, if we're going to extrapolate using Ray Comfort's false definition of that word, that repentance must always be a turning from sin, then you would have to conclude that God's a sinner. Well, and this is what's real clear. He he, he only emphasizes one point in his uh, soul winning. And and I, I use the word soul winning real loosely here. He's, he's really just damning people to hell. But you know, his little evangelism tactics of repent, 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 you know, you know, he needs to go back to New Zealand or, or wherever he's from, uh, you know, and enjoy the, the mandates that are going on over there. But when it comes to his evangelism tactics, the people, the only thing they, t they walk away with is this repentance. And in the, I want to show a little bit more of this clip. It's around the uh, six minute mark, uh, if you'll tee that up, but it's very evident that after he goes through his whole spiel, he then asks the people to basically, you know, so then what do you think you have to do? There's two things you have to do, and they can only come up with one of those. Let's see if it's the repent of your sins or trust in Jesus. Let's see which one was the one that people could come up with in all these examples. Go ahead and play it. Right, ...that we've been talking about for the last 10 minutes. So they don't emphasize Jesus or the gospel. They emphasize turning from sin. That's the emphasis. There are two things you have to do to be saved. Do you remember what they are? Uh, to have repent. That's one. And to, uh... Two things you have to do to be saved. Do you remember what they are? Repent. And? And, uh, what was the other one again? To do two things to be saved. <laughs> do you remember what they are? You have to repent your sins, and, uh, I don't know what the other one is. <laughs> so there are two things you have to do to be saved from hell. Do you remember what, I, what they are? I just told you what they are. Be good. <laughs> when are you going to do that? I... Wait, what? And so I've it. even been in a lot of can, independent fun. Can you imagine you just evangelize someone for 10 minutes straight and, and they're like, be good for 10 minutes straight. Uh, repent of your sins. And what was the other one? I mean, and then you upload that on the Internet as like your example of evangelism. Like you're saying, this is how you evangelize. You tell them for 10 minutes to turn from all your sin and then they still don't even know anything about, you know, why they're trusting in Jesus or believing in Jesus. And, and then, you know, he's uploading these just epic failures of quote unquote evangelism. And, you know, another thing about this guy, he never, we never see him having someone actually articulate salvation by faith. And then he like prays with them or says he's going to pray with them or anything like that. He just pretty much always ends the video of just like, when are you going to do that? When are you going to do that? <laughs> Are you going to think about that? You have a Bible at home? What are you going to think about that? When are you going to do that? And it's just like there's no real call to action. There's no real obvious thing for people to do. They're just confused. They have like absolutely no idea what to do. Uh, we'll, we'll try to – I think we'll just put all these video links down at the bottom if you want to watch some of these videos in, in better context. I, I spliced a lot of video clips of some of my favorite preachers and, and stuff like that to help the video dialogue go along. But it's very clear that Ray Comfort – does not believe salvation by faith alone, believing alone is enough. He's even said that directly. There's been videos where he's made where he says believing is not enough. That it, And he's even said that believing is a work, which I'm just like, I couldn't even believe it when I heard him say that. But I think we have some more clips. We have some more stuff we want to talk about. I'll, I'll, I'll defer to you, Ben, if you want to kind of go to another clip here. Well, let's play clip seven just to add even more to this beginning portion here to prove to people that this guy for sure teaches a work salvation completely 
screws up the definition of repentance. Let's play clip seven real quickly and, and uh, take a look at this one. Well, Fabian, God can dismiss your case. He can forgive your sins. You can walk out of his courtroom on Judgment Day. You can avoid hell. He can take death off you because Jesus paid the fine on the cross. You can live forever all because of what Jesus did on that cross. See, this suffering is for the okay sin of the so world far. And rising from the dead. And all you and have to do to find it. everlasting life according to the Bible is repent of your sins. That is, turn from them. Don't just confess them to a priest. Don't just acknowledge them. Actually, turn from them. You don't want to play the hypocrite and say, I'm a Christian, but you fornicate and lie and steal and blaspheme. That's just deceiving yourself. So you've got to be genuine, truly repent, and then trust in Jesus like you trust a parachute. How are you trusting in Christ to get to heaven if you're also trusting in your works at the same time? I mean, he kind of he kind of teed it up. Like, that's yeah. a sad clip. I've watched the whole thing in context. It's a really sad clip because it's like he kind of teed up salvation right there to to really go into the gospel and, and make it clear that it's a free gift. And then he just all of a sudden just the false doctrine just starts screaming out of his mouth, just repent, and, you know, you, no more lying. You want to play the hypocrite. And right. It's just like, what are you talking about? So, so Ray Comfort doesn't lie anymore. Well, we've already caught him lying in these videos multiple times. When did Hitler believe in Jesus? When did the devil believe in Jesus? You know, I mean, like, this is just nonsense. This is just stupidity at, you know, at its highest level. And one other thing, too, because so far we've played a lot of clips of him basically misusing the word repent and using the phrase repent of your sins, which again is not found in scripture whatsoever. How about him just outright saying you have to stop sinning? Go to clip five, if you would, and and listen to this. It's real short and to the point. Here we go. You got to give our producer a little I bit apologize. of time here, Ben. Okay. I apologize. I know you're all excited in here it your is. mind. Okay. All right. We'll just, we'll, well, basically we'll in that clip, five. he just says, literally, he's talking to this like teenage girl and he's like, you need to stop sinning. Just verbatim, quote, right there. Stop sinning. So it goes beyond just repent of your sins. It isn't simply that he's using this incorrect phrase, this made-up phrase that's not found in the Bible. It's not just that he's adding of your sins to the scriptures about biblical repentance, you know, which are obviously real. I mean, they're true. The, the, that's how you get saved is you turn from unbelief to belief. Of course, he adds to uh, you know adds of your sins to that. But my point is. He literally just tells people that you have to stop sinning. He says believing is not enough. He said that on multiple occasions, and you know he does it over and over again. And what really angers me the most is when he encounters people who are receptive to the gospel, Pastor Shelley. They want to get saved. You can see that if either one of us or anybody who is actually saved and goes to a a, a Baptist, an independent fundamental Baptist church, were to walk up to him, they'd get saved and and. 10 easy minutes, they're right there, and then, you know, Ray Comfort confuses them, Ray Comfort makes them twofold more the child of hell than himself. That really, uh, it, it frustrates me, it angers me, I think it should anger every spirit-filled Christian out there, because you're seeing a lost soul, essentially, get even more confused about how to go to heaven. Uh, it's, it's just sad to see, this guy's a spiritual predator. Yeah, people might say, like, why are you getting so upset? about this but i have a, i have a youtube clip but i think it's like your clip five it might even be kind of the same section tim i i added in our notes if you'd play get this youtube video kind of set up next um down there but there's a uh, he, he just walks up to people and he starts approaching with the gospel theoretically but then by preaching all this false doctrine like you said he's kind of making them twofold more the child of hell uh, he's making them a bad proselyte and, and really, by teaching false doctrine, you're causing people to not want to hear what the Bible says. The lies and the deception could cause people to not be interested in hearing the Bible again, or it could confuse them when the actual real gospel is presented to them. So it's, it's very important that we don't allow false prophets and false teachers to go unchecked. I mean, the Bible makes it clear that we're supposed to constantly rebuke the false prophets and the false teachers. And, and I want to show some more examples of what you said. We've got a clip here. Let's play a little bit of this at the beginning. And the Bible says, just asking God for forgiveness won't help you. You've got to repent, turn from your sins, and put your trust in Jesus Christ. Okay? I trust Jesus Christ. You've got to trust in Him and stop sinning. 
You're trusting him as your Lord and Savior. That means your boss. And when you you can stop it right there. <laughs> That's actually the exact clip I wanted to play earlier. So That's, I, I thought it might be. So I was like, I'm going to save you Good here job. on this clip. But he just literally says you have to stop sinning. I mean, what, like, what is work salvation if it's not when someone says you have to stop sinning to be saved? I mean, it, it doesn't get any more clear than that. You know, and here's another thing, too. It isn't like he's just wrong on practically everything. He also will try and teach people the parable of the sower and completely contorts it, just completely to teach the, the work salvation, basically saying that the seed that brought forth fruit, some 100-fold, 30-fold, 60-fold, etc., those were the only people who got saved, is what he teaches on that. And then Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 and 23, 21 to 23, I should say. He takes that and completely misinterprets it and says that these are people who are saying, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, etc., to Jesus Christ because they didn't have enough works. So he's literally taking a passage that's about someone like him, which we can get into that a little later if you want to, Pastor Shelley, but it's about a, a guy like him. It's about people who are trusting in their own works to get to heaven, and he's using that to preach against salvation by faith. It's really unbelievable. The passage condemns him. And now here's my question. When did the thief on the cross live in holiness? Because I must have missed that part of his life. Well, obviously what they're going to say, well, he would have lived in holiness. Oh, he would have. He he started living in holiness the moment he asked the Lord, you know, to to help, you know, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. You know, he just immediately started living in holiness there on the cross, you know, no more lying, no more blasphemy. He just completely stopped sinning. I mean, it doesn't matter because we have clear verses in the Bible that say, therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the the, the deeds of the law. Or you have uh, verses like Romans 4, Romans chapter number 4, verse number 5, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. So the Bible is making it clear, even if you did no works, even if you were the the deathbed confession, or even if you, he gives examples in some of his scenarios, like you're three years old and you believe, but you don't end up changing your life, how you're not saved. I have another clip, but I want to show it. And I don't think you've seen this one, but it's so bad. It's just such garbage. And he preaches against once saved, always saved. Wow. I have a clip where he literally says he does not believe in once saved, always saved. And, you know, if you don't believe that you, you're you saved at the moment of trusting in Christ, I would make the argument that you're not saved at all because you're ultimately not trusting in Christ at all if you think you still have to be good in the future or you have to repent of all your sins in the future or you have to be willing to repent. And it also just makes it so confusing. I mean, I literally sat on a plane with a pastor who tried to explain to me this like repenting of your sin doctrine, saying you can't practice sin and stuff like that or and still go to heaven. And I kept asking him, I said like, well, what does that mean? And he couldn't tell me. And of course, you know, what sins would we put on our list of that we have to repent of in order to go to heaven? A lot of people put the big ones, but notice Ray Comfort's putting even just lying. What person is gonna seriously say that they don't lie anymore in any capacity, in any way that they've just, they're the most, they're Mr. Honest right? I mean, they're just Mr. Truthful. I mean, this is just kind of a ridiculous standard that he's pontificating about, but I don't believe it at all. I I have a clip somewhere. I, I need to go and find it again, maybe just add it in here. But there's an article too that I think that we should probably bring up, and it's a Creation Today article. Let's see if you can get that pulled up. But he has, Ray Comfort has some friends, and, and one of his friends is Eric Hoven. Now, this is a person I can't stand either for, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> but Eric Hoven tries to defend Ray Comfort on this issue of repentance. And he has a real long article here that he's written where he's trying to kind of explain away Ray Comfort's view on repentance. But he just ends up just making himself look like a complete idiot in this article I don't know if you can pull that up like on a web browser or something like that. I'll just read a, a little, a short portion of this, um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get that clip pulled up here in a minute. But it says in the section, it says the title of the article, Is Ray Comfort right on repentance? Here's the answer, no. 
But then he tries to go through, you know, a lot of different NIV verses and stuff like that, which is so funny that Eric Hoven, who's the son of Kent Hoven, who is a big King James only advocate, yet his son's using the NIV on his website, right? Not even King James only. And he quotes all kinds of verses like Ephesians 2, 8, 9, Romans 10, 9. And I'm thinking like, this is great. But then all of a sudden he starts pulling out some of these repent verses that say, repent and believe the gospel. Well, that's fine, because don't we just simply stop trusting in ourselves and start believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's what actually saves us? You know, here's a verse that you could look up, Ben. Luke chapter number 5, and in verse 31. Now, they use the ESV, and they say, And Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick... I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now, again, that doesn't say repent of your sins. No. So how would you interpret that? I mean, it, it literally never says that, ever. You know, you look at Mark chapter 1 and verse number 15, which you just quoted, where it says the same thing, essentially. You know, when it talks about uh, repenting prior to believing the gospel, and Jesus rebuked them, saying, or I should say, uh, uh, verse 15, and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. We have the same thing here. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You know, the same kind of verbiage in Acts chapter number 19. In Acts chapter 19, it says in verse number 4, Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And so the way that I interpret these verses that use the word repent is that you have to understand it simply means to turn. And in the context of salvation, it would be turning from unbelief to belief. It would be turning from trusting in your own works or trusting in some other false god and instead trusting in relying on the Lord Jesus Christ in order to get to heaven. So that passage in the book of Luke, the book of Mark, Acts chapter 20 and verse 20, verses 20 and 21 also use the word repent in this way. It's funny because they'll deny that we believe in repentance at all. They say we reject repentance. We don't believe in it. That's false. That's garbage. No, we do believe in it. We believe in the word the way that the Bible defines it. We believe in repentance the way the Bible defines it, turning from unbelief to belief in order to get saved, in order to go to heaven. That's what it actually means. I don't mean to pound on the table, but that's what it actually means, Pastor Shelley. And it makes me angry when they smear the saved, claiming that, oh, you guys, you don't believe in repentance at all. False. Yeah, we do. So again, they just use verses like this that just kind of bring up the word repent. But doesn't it doesn't say really repent of your sins. Yeah, it doesn't. Exactly. And then you have to just use a, a, a wicked context to try and teach that. Later in the article, it says repentance and faith. And so it says, how does this biblical understanding of faith and believe relate to the idea of repentance? And he's like, the best way to illustrate this is James 2. And then he talks about how the devil, the devil, the demons believe or the devils believe. And uh, yeah, we have it pulled up here. And it says, they shudder. If you scroll down just a little bit further in Matthew, it says Matthew 8, there's two demon-possessed men. It says, they believe that Jesus is the Son of God, but they do not repent. Now, this is just a complete twisting of Scripture. The, the devil inside the man that's possessed is the one that's acknowledging that Jesus is the Son of God. But simply acknowledging that Jesus is the Son of God does not mean that you're trusting in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection to save you. I mean, that's ridiculous to say that just because you acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of God, that's what we're advocating you mean by believe. No, it means that you actually have to trust him for salvation. But it's not that this guy didn't repent of his sins. In fact, the guy gets saved just by Jesus performing a miracle. And when he performs all these miracles throughout the New Testament, he says, thy faith has saved thee. He never says, thy repenting of thy sins has <laughs> saved thee. Right. It says a little bit more in this article. It brings down at the kind of bottom, it says, Ray is right on repentance. I don't know if you can kind of pull that back up too. It says, what Ray Comfort teaches is an agreement with the teachings of Jesus. Repentance and faith are the two sides of the same coin. Trusting in Christ alone for salvation is also turning away from any hope in other gods or saviors, a change of mind, blah, blah, blah. The gospel message is clear. Change your mind. Oh, wait. Turn away from sin and to Jesus. Now, think about what he just said. 
He said, you, the repentance is turning away from hope in other gods, right? And then the next breath, they say, turn away from sin. Well, who is trusting sin to trusting take them sin to heaven? Trusting sin to get to heaven, so stupid. Like, you know, I used to think that my fornication and my, <laughs> my drinking and my adultery was meant to get me into heaven, but then I stopped trusting in my alcohol to get me to heaven, and I believed in Jesus. You know, no one says that. No one believes that, and, right. and no one's articulating that. If that were true, yes. You have to stop trusting in alcohol to save you, and you have to believe in Jesus. If that's what you mean, then sure. But that's not what these people mean. They mean no more lying, stealing, cheating, or any of this junk. And you know what? Ray Comfort is a false prophet and a false teacher. And you know it makes me skeptical of people like Eric Hoven that want to give lip service to this same guy. Now, Ray Comfort has said even worse things. He said that you... He doesn't believe in once saved, always saved. I think we have this clip. It was in the same clip that we played earlier, just a little bit later in the uh, video. I forgot. So let's play a little bit more of this video. And, and I want to hear it out of the, ho the horse's mouth here. Ray Comfort denies once saved, always saved. Out of the rat's mouth. Guy's a rat. Demon-possessed rat. Go ahead and play our video if you can. We'll just get one more second here. I think we're getting this teed up, but... It's got like this, uh, he's got this show, Way of the Master, and he's got like some guests coming on. So uh, he, he brings this guest on. He's kind of explaining to him that once saved, always saved is a false doctrine. And he, he brings up the idea of people getting saved at three. Now, look, I'm not saying it's impossible to get saved at three. But probably not. I mean, yeah, that's pretty most three-year-olds, you know, you start explaining sin or, or hell or these kind of concepts, they're not quite there to get it. So obviously, I think that, you know, it takes a little bit of time. You know, they need to be probably at least four, five, six, most likely at least five years old to be able to comprehend the, the components necessary to be saved. But yes, I do believe a five-year-old that believes on Jesus and then never lives for God for a single second is still on his way to heaven. Because the Bible makes it clear you're a son of God. And, you know, we're all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. It's a free gift. And while we should serve the Lord, we should do good works, you can't change your DNA. And you can't change like that spiritual DNA. So let's go ahead and play this clip real quick, and we'll get some feedback from you, Ben. Devil. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, and that's what that one says. Okay. Okay. I think you have to back one up, say, back up before me a little bit. I think it kind of skipped ahead a little bit. See if you can back up. Back it up five seconds. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I don't believe once saved, always saved, uh, that you can live like the devil. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, and that's what that once <laughs> saved, oh, you okay? Once <laughs> saved, always saved, often tends to do that. So you can just, I gave my heart to Jesus when I was three, and I was saved, and I haven't read my Bible or lived the Christian life, that, but I'm saved. That's right. just a... Uh, Here's what they're... You can pause it, you can get, you can get rid of that. Can you believe that? I mean, he's just literally saying, like, if you don't read the Bible, you're not saved, apparently. Like, if you got saved at three, but you're not reading your Bible or whatever, then you're not really saved. Well, I don't know that you're reading your Bible, Ray Comfort, since you think we have to repent of our sins, and it's never found in the Bible anywhere. And this is why this doctrine is so important, because some people might be wondering, well, if he's wrong on eternal security, is that really a big deal? Yeah, it is. It's a massive deal. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter Number five in verse 10, he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life, the Bible says, is in his Son. And so when you deny eternal security, like Ray Comfort clearly did in that clip, guess what you're calling? You're calling God a liar. Ray Comfort calls God a liar. Apparently, the Bible is also full of lies when it says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. I mean, look, we could sit here. I, I really believe this, Pastor Shelley. If we sat here and quoted every single passage about the doctrine of salvation by faith, we could be here for hours. I mean, literally. Like there's, we could be, there's we, definitely be all night. hundreds. It's yeah. not even it's not even questionable that the Bible teaches salvations by faith. So what false prophets and teachers have to do is they have to twist the definition of faith, or they have to twist what it means to believe, or they have to just add. They just have to make stuff up or just say things that aren't even true, or they twist parables. You know, the, you talked about the parable of the sower. 
I think for sake of time, though, let's let's go to this. You, you said something really interesting in your Benelog, and I want to prove it because you said something about Judas being oh, we his gotta play favorite. This. We have to play disciple. This. And, and, and I I'll, think that we need to prove this. I will, and I'll actually give Tim a second to play to to get it teed up. And he he gave me the thumbs up. It's it should be clip two. It's short though, but he says it in this clip. If it, far if my favorite disciple is Judas Iscariot. He being dead for two thousand years still speaks, and he speaks volumes. He's a signpost of where not to go, and the sternest of warnings of what not to do. Judas has taught me of the self-deceptive nature of hypocrisy, of the subtlety of greed that the love of money really is the root of all evil. He showed me that it's not enough to believe in Jesus. He showed me that it's not That's enough. That's why he loves him. <laughs> That's it. You can't even get any more but, clear. How could Judas ever be your favorite disciple? Like that's literally, it's almost like he's like, I'm the devil, I'm wicked, please don't have <laughs> I love to do Judas Iscariot. I mean, what else does this guy have to say? He said, stop sinning. He said, that Judas is his favorite disciple. He says he doesn't believe in once saved, always saved. Why would a King James only independent fundamental Baptist ever have this guy's tracks in his church? Yet, I I know for a fact, tons of churches have this guy's tracks, has his information, has his gimmicks. I mean, I went to an independent fundamental Baptist church, and when they would do evangelism, we went to like a fair and had a booth just to try and get people saved, you know, outreach and stuff like that. We literally had the people there had bought like every Ray Comfort option they had on his site. And it's interesting how, you know, Judas told taught him about the love of money. Well, then why are you selling all these gimmicks oh, yeah. and all these false doctrines? I mean, he is Not like he Judas. He's selling out the Lord Jesus Christ by preaching a works-based salvation. It's not the love of money when he does it, Pastor Shelley. And here's what's interesting. Why doesn't he believe Judas is saved? If believing is simply an assent to facts, which is the wrong definition that he projects on us, he always uses his argument. He always strawmans the gospel. That's what he's doing. I don't even want to say that he's strawmanning us. He strawmans the gospel. When James White makes the same argument, he's strawmanning, he's smearing the gospel of Christ by claiming that what we're teaching or that what the Bible teaches is an assent to facts. An assent to facts does not save anyone. That's not the argument. That is not what we are saying. But hear me out on this. Judas believed Jesus existed. And if that's what he thinks believe means, or, you know, you know, of course, he's projecting that on us. Judas also repented. Matthew 27, verse 3, then Judas, which had betrayed him when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders. So he literally repents of his sins. Think about this. Judas literally repents of his sins in the Bible, yet he went to hell because he didn't believe. And it's not that he had to do both. He only had to believe. But the Bible says that he never believed. The Bible says he was a devil from the beginning and Jesus Christ knew them which believed not. And it was talking about Judas Iscariot. John chapter number six makes it abundantly clear that Judas is not saved. He did not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He was an infiltrator from the beginning. That's why he sold out the Lord Jesus Christ. And in fact, it's also evidenced by the fact that the devil inhabits Judas twice. He inhabits Judas to first make an agreement with the Pharisees. And then at the Last Supper, when Jesus gives him the sop and he eats the sop that's been taken, and he says, that what thou doest, do quickly. Do quickly. Uh, that thou doest, do quickly. He has the devil enter into him again. And then he just goes out. He gets the, the silver, takes all of the Roman soldiers to Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, betrays the Son of God with a kiss, the kiss of death. And really, it's, it's just so insane that your Lord and Savior... I mean, can you imagine if someone... You were talking to someone, and they were like, hey, I just want to let you know my favorite person in the world is the guy that murdered your mother. You'd, you'd be like... What is wrong with you? So Are weird. you like a sick freak? Or what if they said this? You know, my favorite person in the world is the guy that murdered my mom. Yeah. It, it'd like, be, it'd be is, like, you know, and the Lord Jesus Christ is above our mom or our dad or our parents or whatever. Like, he's, he's supposed to be our savior. He's supposed to be the person that we love and appreciate. Why would I be so excited about the guy that literally 
betrayed Jesus into the hands to be crucified, go through the the most excruciating pain and evil and, and be betrayed. I mean, this is bizarre, folks. Anybody that likes Judas is probably a wicked person. I mean, just probably just an unsaved devil. I mean, I, I don't really don't understand how any save child of God having the Holy Spirit inside of them could ever let the words come out of their mouth that Judas is their favorite or they love Judas or they like Judas or anything good about Judas. And think of the reason why he likes Judas so much, because Judas taught him salvation by works, basically. That's what he said. I love Judas because he taught me that believing isn't enough. I mean, Judas is such a bad name in the Bible that it always has to say, like, Judas, not a scary. Because yeah, he just wants to make it, it clear. Yeah. Like, we're not talking about this one. <laughs> Whereas there's lots of people that have the same name, like Mary and John, and it, it doesn't have the need to always clarify. But when it's Judas, it's like, wait a minute, this is not a scary that we're talking about. We want to make it abundantly clear. The guy is wicked as hell, just like Ray Comfort. If my name was Ray Comfort, I would be like not the fake evangelist from New Zealand. Absolutely. Especially if you had the same accent, God forbid. John 6, 70 to back you up. Jesus answered them, have not I chosen you 12 and one of you is a devil? People say, oh, he's not talking about Judas there. Okay, let's look at verse 71. He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the 12. So we have an individual that Jesus knew from the very beginning was a devil chosen to fulfill Old Testament prophecies concerning the gospel. And Ray Comfort says this is his favorite because the lesson for him is that believing isn't enough. Because, of course, in his mind, you know, the gospel is an ascent to facts. And he's projecting that on us and strawmanning us with that false argument and uh, it really annoys me. But again, they will claim, Pastor Shelley, that we reject repentance, that we don't believe in repentance when we, in fact, do. Yeah, obviously, you know, there's there's going to be a misapplication of definitions on both sides, at in, in, in least from some people's ideas. But we're, we're using their exact words against them. We're going to where they made videos. We're going to their websites. We're going to their tracks. We're showing exactly what they said. I, I never see Ray Comfort taking our actual words or the actual words of the Bible out and and showing them and comparing them to what he believes. He just makes stuff up that nobody actually believed or said to try and, you know, trick people, deceive people, and, and to kind of beguile them. And really, it just makes me sad. It makes me sad to watch these people who seemingly are genuinely interested in the gospel or, or, or being saved, and he just ends up just totally just ruining things in their mind and perverting things in their mind. That's why it's important that we we call these people out. That's why it's important that we share information against these people and warn against them. I think there's a clip that you have. There's this woman on an airplane. It really, I hate watching it's it, clip honestly. one, I think, for our production staff. It is. It's clip one. It's it, just sad. It's so sad. It's just, it's, it's frustrating. And if you really love souls, then you wouldn't tolerate these false gospel so preachers. But let's see if we can kind of tee this up and, and play a little bit here. We're ready. Is he a good person? Yes. How many lies have you told in your life? <laughs> I don't know. You lost count? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Okay, what do you call someone who tells lies? A liar. Have you ever stolen anything in your whole life, even if it's small? In my whole life? Probably. I, maybe when I was a child. What do you call someone who steals things? A stealer. If God was to judge you by the Ten Commandments on the Day of Judgment, would you be innocent or guilty? Guilty. Would you go to heaven or hell? I'd go to hell. Does that concern you? Sure. Sure. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, it does concern me. Two thousand years ago, Jesus paid our fine in his life's blood. That means God can legally dismiss your case. You can walk out of the courtroom. God can commute your death sentence because your fine was paid 2,000 years ago by he who suffered for you and rose again on the third day. Okay? Now what you have to do in response to that is repent and trust the Savior. Don't just... Yeah. Well, it's more than that. Repentance is actually a turning from your sins and saying, God, she's ready to get saved. Sinned against you. I'm sorry. I'm not going to sin anymore. Piece of crap. No more lying. No more stealing. No more blasphemy. No more lust. You say, "Boy, that's pretty heavy." No more lust. If the plane goes down, you'd end up in hell. Okay? Sounds like 
are two things you have to do to be saved. Do you remember what they are? I told you what they are. You've got to repent and trust the Savior. When are you going to do that? I don't know. When do you think you should do it? I should do it now. What would stop you? I mean, God's offering you everlasting life upon your repentance and faith in Christ. Who in his right mind wouldn't say, whoa, that's a good offer? Well, I don't know what repenting, what I have to do to repent. Have you ever said you're sorry to someone that you did something wrong to? Yes. That's all repentance is. You've sinned against God. It's a matter of saying, God, I'm sorry, and then living a lifestyle that proves the reality of your repentance. That's what repentance is. It's a continual thing. She, see, at first, she's kind of like getting it. She's like thinking like, oh, okay, I say sorry for my sins. That kind of makes sense. But then he just throws in like, oh, and have a lifestyle of repentance. And then she just looks more confused than when he first started talking. And, and that's where it's just, this guy is just teaching such a hardcore work salvation. This lady genuinely, it's like she's ready to get saved, in fact, it seems like. If someone just actually showed her Romans 10, 9, and 10, or made it clear what it actually means to believe in Jesus Christ right here, I mean, this lady looks like she would probably have gotten saved. And Ray Comfort's just basically uh, tricking her into thinking that now she has to repent of all her sins for her whole life. And he's like, when are you going to do that? How do you do something for your whole life in a moment? Like, isn't that the most confusing thing ever? Ben, go ahead and be a perfect person the rest of your life. When are you going to start? When are you going to uh, do that? I don't know. I mean, that's how they—that's how they respond most of the time. It's such a <laughs> jarring question for them. They're like, "How am I supposed to respond to this?" It's a jarring question for anybody. Yeah, of course. She's all like, "What do I do?" Yeah, live perfect. Uh, okay. Um, yikes. Yeah, it's. It, it, you know what? Exodus thirty-two says in verse fourteen, and the Lord. This is kind of similar to Jonah three ten, and the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. This was in response to Moses playing mediator here, trying to turn God's wrath away from the children of Israel. Again, you want to take this definition of repentance like he does. Why do you know? Okay, so so does God have to live a lifestyle now of holiness? Is God supposed to be the one turning from all of his sins for the rest of his life? It doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. Why isn't he using these verses? Oh yeah, that's because it would completely destroy his fake definition of repentance. I really love Psalm 106 as well, real quickly. I'm not going to take too long on this, but in Psalm 106, when it says in verse number 40, it says, therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. And then in verse 45, it says, and he remembered for them his covenant and repented according to the multitude of his mercy. So we see God repenting over and over again in the Bible because it's based on the context. The word is based on the context. And in the context of salvation, it's just turning from unbelief to belief. We see that over and over again in the Bible. And Pastor Shelley, did you want to maybe go over a couple of those examples where repentance is used in the context of salvation? Or is that something you wanted to get, dive into? Well, again, obviously the, the Bible uh, brings up salvation in a lot of different passages. John, the, the, the Gospel of John is probably the best book of the Bible and getting someone saved. And oops, it doesn't have the word repent. Oh, yeah, that's right. So if, if, if repenting of your sins is necessary for salvation, John totally screwed up by not giving that uh, word special word of repent anywhere in the Bible. But obviously you have passages like Mark 1.15, which says repent and believe the gospel. It's very clearly talking about the fact that you just need to stop trusting in yourself or believing in your works to get you to heaven and just put all your trust in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection as your salvation. But uh, admittedly, a lot of the times the word repent is used in the New Testament. It's not necessarily talking about salvation. You know, yeah. it could be talking about other things. It, you know, the word repent could be used in definition of turning from sin, but that context is not about salvation. But here's what's just clear. I mean, we've demonstrated this evening very obviously that Ray Comfort does not believe faith alone saves. And, and that should just be your stopping point. You should say, I'm not going to have anything to do with this guy. Anybody that brings him up, I'm going to expose him. You know, show him this podcast. Show him these videos. You go watch the videos. You know, we need to have more content. You make a video. You make a video. Take his stupid little, you know, repent, repent. You can't earn your, you gotta earn your salvation. <laughs> you know, go and find his stupid little accent gimmick stuff and, and expose it. You know, share this, like this, you know, post it out there. Go comment on his videos and to, and to explain to people that he's teaching work salvation. But you know what's, what's really frustrating is every time I've made a video, 
I get so many comments that are like, nope, you really do have to turn from your sins to be saved. No, you got to really repent of your sins to be saved. And and here's the thing. We're probably not going to win that person over because we've already demonstrated there, there's so much Bible on this. And really, we need to try and find people that are receptive to the gospel. We need to go out and, and find people that want to hear the gospel. And we, and we preach. It's important, though, that we do expose people like this so that uh, he has some accountability. Ray Comfort has a parachurch ministry. He doesn't actually have a legit church that's, you know, sponsoring this or holding him accountable or anything like that. He has a fake ministry, not a real church. The guy's a complete fraud, charlatan that's just doing his own thing. And he's he's changing all the time. He's just kind of sifting sands. Oh, I don't believe in what saved, don't I save? Used to be King James, now he's not. Now, you know, he just constantly just whatever he can do to make money, basically. And, you know, he's he's made a pretty big name for himself on YouTube, but most of the name he's made for himself is just being a complete idiot, like the Banana Man or the Crocoduck. Those are things you can look up later. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't... Uh, I just want people to realize that these parachurch ministries are a fraud. And, and your Ray Comfort is, in my opinion, one of the best examples of how these things are just fake. And when you don't have an actual church to hold you accountable... You can just start teaching rampant false doctrine heresy, and it really goes unchecked. And I think some people will go soft on a false prophet like this, who's clearly teaching works, uh, damnable heresies, says that Judas is his favorite disciple, doesn't believe once saved, always saved, intentionally smears the definition of the word believe, smears the gospel, mocks the gospel, the list goes on and on you know, leads people astray, confuses people about what it takes to go to heaven. We could go forever on the things that this guy has wrong. But people will excuse all of that, Pastor Shelley, because of what you just mentioned, his ministry, Living Waters. But you don't understand, Pastor Shelley, he debates atheists. You don't understand, Pastor Shelley, he makes documentaries about evolution versus creation. You don't understand, Pastor Shelley, he's disproving evolution. What do you say to those people who would listen to a podcast like this and discount our warning about Ray Comfort because of his quote-unquote ministry? Well, here's the thing. All of these so-called amazing works that Ray Comfort is doing are not found in Scripture. The Bible doesn't command us to go out and, and make people theists. The Bible says the fool has said in his heart there is no God. And the Bible talks about people being willingly ignorant. Atheists are willingly ignorant. I'm not going to go and try to educate someone that's stupid or dumb on purpose. This is a fool's errand to go out and to basically pontificate uh, 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 how smart and brilliant you are against these atheists who are literally dumb on purpose. What we need to do is preach the pure gospel. We need to preach that it's salvation by faith. We need to get people plugged into a, a local church, a Baptist church, because this is the Baptist bias, mm -hmm. and, and teach them how to preach the right gospel, not this fake, phony evangelism. I feel like we've just shattered every... If you don't believe that Ray Cumbert's a false prophet at this point, I don't know that anything's going to convince you. You need to get. Uh, you need to watch our "How to Be Saved" video because you probably aren't even <laughs> saved, and and we're gonna we're gonna attach that down in the description. But you know, I think we should probably just wrap it up. I mean, we've nuked this guy. This guy is just wicked. If you're listening to him, shame on you. You need to get saved and get into a church that believes faith alone. I want to say Matthew chapter seven says in verse number twenty one, "Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven." Many will say to me in that day, "Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works?" And then will I profess unto them, "I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity." The will of the Father is found in John chapter six, verse forty. It is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And what Ray Comfort is doing in so many of the clips that we played for you on this episode of our broadcast is he is confusing people, confounding people to the point that one day they'll be standing in front of Jesus Christ alongside Ray Comfort saying, Lord, Lord, look at all these wonderful works that we've done. And because of the fact that they were trusting in themselves to get to heaven, Jesus will one day say to them, depart from me, I never knew you. And that's why this is so sad. When you have a soul like that lady on the airplane, Pastor Shelley, imagine if you were sitting next to somebody like that. I mean, how great would it be to get her saved, but instead we're watching her uh, get completely confused 
we're watching her listen to a bunch of damnable heresy and lies coming from this rat-faced piece of crap uh, sitting next to him on the aircraft. You know, it, it, it's it's so sad that people have been led astray by this guy, and they're going to go to hell for it. Well, tell us how you really feel. I mean, rat, <laughs> rat-faced rat piece of crap. But, I mean, yeah, here's the thing, though. If you really, truly love people, like if you really have a heart for that lady, then you need to go out there and preach the gospel yourself. And you need to find the next lady and the next young man and the next child to go and preach the gospel to. And you know what? That's the Baptist bias, that it's our job to go out and preach the gospel and to get people saved and expose these heretics. And there's nothing more important. Go ahead and sign us off, Ben. Folks, that's it for episode two of the Baptist Bias. Pastor Shelley, thanks for having me on. And as I always say, we will talk to you guys again after a while. (laughs) 